Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Should we start the episode or should we chit chat? We haven't been together for a week and a half. And so... So we've spent the last two hours chit chatting. bullshitting. And so maybe we could have an episode now. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But we could start with talking about... Studio Sweden. Our loveliest headphones and earbuds. Let me tell you what I just got. Okay. They're called the Neva. I don't know how to say it. It's got a, a circle above the A. Just one. I don't know how that works. So it's spelled <laughs> N-I-V-A. <laughs> this is why people think Americans are fucking retarded. Because we are. Because we are. I am. I'll take <laughs> full credit for that. But <laughs> they're the completely wireless earbuds. And you just stick them. Like, they just stay mm-hmm. in your ear. Nobody can even see that they're there. They have So people that you think you're just like deaf, dumb, and blind? Yeah. Oh. And you can talk on them. They have a microphone, so I can oh, talk nice. on my... I look even crazier because you can't see any wires coming out yeah, of my head and, and I'm just sitting talking there talking. To yourself. Yeah. That's okay. But they're amazing. They're new. They just came out. You should check those out. And you can get 15% off using the code CMD. CMD. At checkout. Yes. Um, we want to give a big thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. Your subscribers? Your our cult members? Our cult members. Members of the cult? You're all extremely <clears throat> badass motherfuckers. If you want to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast. And thank you so much to our examinators. Tiffany Piper, Sharon Hoffman, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn, and Tracy Keith Louder. It's louder, Keith. Louder, Keith. I just took Sorry. the louder off because on her shipping address it just said Ch- Tracy Keith. So well, I you know saved what? Pick myself a fucking name ty- and stick with it. <laughs> I was, God damn it! <laughs> I was saving the typing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get some cool serial killer swag, check out the Bleak Shop. We'll play an ad for them. We played an ad for them at the beginning. It's the, with the weird voice. It's really cool. They have cool shit, and they're getting more. More um, and more. More and more. You can get... They have a People's Temple patch. Mm-hmm. And they have the Zodiac patch. Mm-hmm. And they have tons of different buttons. They're getting new ones every day. It's like $5 for a set of five buttons. And the patches, one is two fifty, I believe, and the other one's $3. They have really good prices. Go. And if you want to check that out, go to bleakshop.com. Bigcartel.com. Dot com. Dot com. Um, we have an announcement. Do you have an announcement? 
I have an announcement, and it's not pregnancy. No, we're not pregnant, but we do have an announcement. We signed with the Age of Radio Media Company. Yes, they're out of radio. Age of Radio. They're out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They're going to help us get sponsors and and shit and try to get us expanded bigger so that we We can live shows. Because I know a lot of you guys have talked about that. Like, I wish you could come here. I wish you could come here and do a live show and talk about this. We are working on those things, and Age of Radio Media Company is going to help us do that. Yes, we're, and they're also putting us on SoundCloud, and we are eventually going to be on YouTube. Not so much, like, we'll probably post random videos, but it'll be our episodes on YouTube, and not not like Joe Rogan style, where we're live being filmed, not till we lose a few chins. I was going to say, I, I need a trachea yeah. shave and a fucking yeah. treadmill. <laughs> Maybe when we get money from sponsors and can have some plastic surgery done. I don't know. I need... I, I, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and if anybody's worried about us getting too big and not interacting, we're never going to stop interacting with ever. our fans ever. Because that's fun. You guys are what makes us go. Ask Chantel Dill. <laughs> yes. We might over interact with some I know, people. We, we, sometimes we might peak just a little bit. Yes. Like, we, yeah. We, but no, we're always going to be here for you guys. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our episode, which is. Eileen Warnos. Mm-hmm. Eileen. Spelled with an A because why fucking wouldn't you? And I fur fur. 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 Aileen. I when I look at it, I want to say Aileen. I know. And the Every first time, time that you said something, you said Aileen, and I thought you said alien, and I'm like, what? who the fuck is Aileen Warnos? <laughs> I'm like, dude, and then I start watching documentaries and listening to podcast and i'm like oh it's eileen Eileen. Mm -hmm. i'm i'm an idiot um the books used for research in this case were dead ends by michael reynolds which is an amazing book and uh evil women deadlier than the male by john marlowe both awesome books i think if you get if you get bizarre crimes too what bizarre crimes it's in Isn't that one, too. It? She's in a lot of shit. Well, yeah. Those are just She's the ones. She's an interesting character. Yeah. I I bought the Dead End book, but I already had the Evil Women book, and so I just used that one. Well, and there's um there's quite a few documentaries on even Netflix or the movie Monster yep. with Charlize Theron. Um, the, the documentary called Life and Death of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. Is a really good one. However, I was listening to last podcast on the left, and they were talking about how much they hate the guy that did that because I can't remember why. It's because he like picks and makes it in his favor. But either way, he has a lot of good interviews with her, like exclusive mm-hmm. interviews with her. And later on throughout the series, I don't know if it's going to be a two or a three part. It depends on where we know, go because I'm not finished, not finished writing it yet. Not finished yet. No, but we're going to put in some good clips of her interviews because like she's she goes from normal to crazy like fucking that and her eyes i know and this is like i want to take those video clips and i'm going to start texting them to spencer so when he thinks i'm being a fucking psychopath you could have this you could be this yeah because when her eyes go all bug-eyed and she gets pissed fuck me yeesh so aileen 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 how about Eileen? Eileen. <laughs> Who was a rare criminal. She was not a black widow. She was a female serial killer. A lot of people say she was the first serial killer, and that is not 
True. That's not at true. all. There at was all. somebody before her that was like had a count of like six hundred people back like way back in the day, but she's definitely not the first one. Um, she's probably the most popular. I think she's the most well known. Yeah. Uh, she will go on to kill seven men in one year from 1989 to 1990 and say it was all in self-defense that like if she didn't kill them, they were going to kill her. Well, I think she was a missionary killer. She was. Yep. And, um, she would say that her victims either raped her or beat her up and that she had to like, she was being attacked. Right. And I don't know how accurate that is because it's only coming from one person. Clearly you're not going to be able to ask her victims. Yeah. But if that's true, mm. As we'll go through and as we'll, and if you watch documentaries, like mm-hmm. you'll see her kind of change out of that. She'll be like, he was, he, he, it went from he was beating me up to he was going to beat me up or he was going to butt rape me. And how do you know? Like, I, or you, you don't know. know. Yeah, you don't know. But first, we're going to go back to the beginning of her life and see why she ended up the way that she did, because... That's what we she, do. Yeah, this is my favorite part. This is where we learn why people are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Eileen Carol Warnos was born on February 29th of 1956 in Troy, Michigan, to Diane Warnos and Leo Dale Pittman. Diane and Leo Dale started dating in 1954 when Diane was only 14 and Leo Dale was 18. Leo Dale was described as a sociopath who enjoyed prepubescent girls. What a fella. What a stand-up motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what a fella. Diane's father hated Leo, as you could imagine. He thought he was... Leo Dale thought he was tough, and he was always packing guns in his car and doing, like, the tough guy. You know, Look at me, I'm so tough. Uh, Diane was wild. She had many boyfriends and just wanted to get away from home and from people telling her what to do. Because, I mean, at 14, God, nobody you, wants you to be told what to do, but Jesus Christ. Well, dude, d- d- teenagers are a difficult fucking breed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they... Yeesh. They know fucking everything. Everything. And Every goddamn thing. They don't thing. need you to tell them what to do. No. Never. I know, because I was Until there. Until they're fucked up, and then they're like, oh, what do I do? Then when you're 25, you're like, mom. Oh, <laughs> mom, help me. Can you still make my dentist? <laughs> yeah. Will you call the dentist? <laughs> I'm sorry for everything I everything ever said. I ever did. May I stay here, and you can do everything and tell me what to do. Please. Fuck, please. <laughs> the couple actually married on June 3rd of 1954, and... Uh, Two months before her 15th birthday. That's so weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Nine months later, they had a baby boy named Keith, and that was um, Eileen's older brother. However, nine months later, she divorced him. Diane divorced... Leo Dale. Leo Dale. It was a very unhealthy, abusive relationship, you don't fucking say. Hmm. She was pregnant with Aileen when she left. She actually believes that she like she conceived the day she left. That so goes, was it breakup sex? I don't know. That's what's been going through my head this whole time. Like I'm going to say it was breakup sex. Yeah. Or did they bang, then they got in a fight, he beat the shit out of her, and she left. I don't know. I I don't know because, okay, squirrel hunt real quick. I know people that have had breakup sex. Yeah. Like, cried the whole time, weird. Oh, I haven't. I'm too breakup. hateful. I, and me neither. I'm like, if I don't like somebody and I'm breaking up with them, don't the last thing me. I want you to do is be inside of me. Yeah. Like, get the fuck away from me. In- Aileen was born on Leap Day of 1956. Fun birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she only had like six of them. <laughs> Ever. Uh, right? Oh, my goodness. Her mother remembers that she was really late. She was breech with her bottom first. 
And it's usually your feet first if you're breech, and she was that bum. That would be incredibly painful. Well, they usually C-section those out, I believe, if you're I breech. I fucking hope so. Yes. Diane blames this on the beating that she received from Leo Dale the day that she got pregnant and left him. Okay, this is... I don't... I don't know, so I might be speaking out of my ass right now. Okay. I don't feel like that would have any effect on how your baby is born. Because if it's that little... I how... don't believe the day that you conceived, you're you going to get, get an ass kicking and cause a breech birth. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. There's okay. no fucking way. I've, th- I've overthought a lot of this early life shit. It probably had a lot to do with her activities following like when the baby was bigger or it just happened or it like just fucking some, happens yeah some I don't, don't turn her mo- <laughs> she also says that her children were never happy as babies keith had colic which i've oh seen colicky fucking babies that can be rough as shit when mm. they don't stop crying mm. jesus christ and by the time aileen came around she was a 17 year old single mother working to support her children so as you know, a 17-year-old with two kids, you're fucking stressed out all the time. And that transfers on to the babies. Well, goddamn, dude. Yeah. 14 years old, making babies? Fucking... And then being a single mom at 17 of two children? Two. Of course your kids aren't happy. You're not happy. No. This is why you should keep your pants on, young children. Yes. Fuck. Not even play the pull-out game. You no. get on birth control, use a condom, plan B... Being an older single parent is hard. Being a younger single parent has to be even harder. Oh, my God. I can't even fucking wrap my brain around how difficult that must uh-huh. have been. Like, I was a single like mom Like, it's giving 20... me fucking anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. Because at 17, I know what I was like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she was working to support these kids. She's always fucking stressed out. And obviously, mm-hmm. like we said, the kids are fucking stressed out. Leo Dale joined the army the day his divorce decree went through. Hmm. Bye. Bye. See you, bitch. Yeah. Out. He served two years and then married again. He was a criminal. He had breaking and entering charges, child molestation. Oh, fucking supplies. Hmm. And um, other charges that kept him, you know, from running away. But he finally got put away in an Ohio prison in 1959. By the time Aileen was six months old, Diane decided parenthood wasn't her bag. Nope. I'm fucking done. All right, never mind. <laughs> Kidding. Do over. It's not that's... fucking etch a, etch a sketch. You can't fucking... Did, did you hear it's what not a just... kitten. Etch a did... sketch. You can't fucking shake it and make it fucking uh. go away. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm going to shake it. It's going to go. <laughs> it's not a kitten. You can't fucking rehome no. it. Except she did. Because she took her fucking kids to her Aunt Carol's house and was like, hey, I'm going to dinner. Hmm. It's a long ass dinner. Except... What happened was, see what had happened was. What happened? See what had happened was. <laughs> she, Diane, later called her other aunt and uncle and told them that she needed to go pick up Keith and Aileen, and take them to her mom because I'm never coming back. No, like, you need to go get them, not yeah. her. And wh- why didn't she just call Aunt Carol? I mean, maybe uh, Aunt Carol didn't drive, but call Aunt Carol. And be like, I'm not coming back. Take like, the kids I'm, to I'm, my mom. I'm fucking done. I'm out. Later in an interview, she said that she gave them up for adoption because she wanted them to live in good conditions, and that backfired. Obviously. Clearly. Severely. Um, on March 16th of 1960, 
Keith and Aileen's birth certificates were officially changed, and Diane's parents' names were named as the mother and mother. The mother and father. <laughs> it was your mother's. Oh, family. you <laughs> That was a double movie quote. Like, we're just spitting them out today. <laughs> the mother and father. Leo had gotten out of prison and in 1962 was living in Wichita, Kansas with a common-law wife that we mentioned earlier. He liked young girls. Well. 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 Let's get into that. Well, shall, shall we, we talk about that? On November 3rd. Oh, no. On November 23rd of 1962, he was charged with kidnapping and raping a seven-year-old girl. Oh, fucking... Pr- Come on. Yeah, no shit. He was committed to the Larned, Larned, I don't know. I'm sure people in Kansas are yelling at me. I know. State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Six months later, he learned? escaped. The Larned. A, I'm a learned person. I'm no, a, you're Larned. You're Larned. Larned. I went, I went to that prison and I'll Larned. <laughs> I kept making sure I was typing it right. I'm like, is that for real? I'm sure it is. I'm sure people will let us let us know. Oh, no, I'm sure. <laughs> six months six months later, he escaped and went back to Michigan, where he was picked back up. All right, don't. He's not good at escaping. He had charges. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to come back. We're trying to escape. Yeah, escape, escape. <laughs> he had charges in Michigan for kidnapping and molesting two ten-year-old girls that Michigan mm. wanted to charge him with. So he was taken to Oakland County, where he was given a sanity hearing. I don't. I couldn't you're not find fucking mentally insane. You're just a fucking pervert, douche. Which I couldn't find the results. Like they didn't name the results in that. Following his <clears throat> sanity hearing, he was incarcerated at the Iona State Hospital on June fourth, nineteen sixty four. So I could imagine he didn't do well in his sanity hearing. No. Uh, a little background on Leo. He lost his virginity at age, age ten to a neighbor girl, like an older neighbor girl. It was said that she that he was not gay. However, he wouldn't turn anyone down that wanted to give him a blowjob because he enjoyed fellatio so much. It's only gay if you make eye contact. I guess. Like, you want to give me a blowjob? That's not gay. I like right. I like I, a little I, mouth I, on my dick. <laughs> I also enjoy <laughs> mouth on my yeah. downstairs. Yeah. But in my, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Just he was don't probably do it bisexual. Like, yeah. But to lose your virginity at 10 years old. That's Regardless, in, that's quite young. That's how old my son is. I can't even imagine. He won't even look at boobs or a butt. It's hilarious even to try to get him to curse. Uh-huh. He won't. He will not. Anyway, Leo Dale was a pedophile, a violent, a violent sexual predator, and a sociopath. He always said he was innocent. He would claim that he was drunk and doesn't remember anything that he did. That's not an excuse for as, a reason. No, and as we'll find out, this is exactly how his daughter acted, even though she never even knew the man. She acted just like him. Goes to prove that, I mean, a lot of a lot of what you learn is by what you see, but a lot of it is clearly genetic. Genetic. Mm-hmm. And that's just us speculation station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, talking out my ass again. <laughs> I am not a professional. <laughs> In September of 1965, he was extradited to Kansas, where he was found guilty of the kidnapping and rape of the seven-year-old girl and was sentenced to life in prison. On January 15th of 1969, he was found hanging in his cell by, like, his bed sheets. And he was taken to the hospital where he was kept for 15 days because he was still alive, but he never regained consciousness and ended up dying. 
Because Eileen was so young when her mother left, she didn't know about her birth parents. She thought that her grandma and grandpa, grandpa were her, her, her parents, but she found out when she was 12. So that was a big kick in the nuts. Yep. It would be twat. a hard... Yeah. Hard... <laughs> the twat. Yeah, it was a kick in the twat. Twat. It'd be a hard pill to swallow. It would. You're like, Jesus, fuck. And to find out that your mom that you think is... The lady you think is your sister is your mom. Yeah. Weird. And that your dad's a fucking convicted pedophile that yeah. hung himself. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if she found out from Keith or from a neighbor, but when she found out, she changed completely, as you would imagine. She would tell her grandfather that he couldn't spank her because he wasn't her father, and she was just acting out all the time. Her grandfather beat her often. Um, there are rumors that he would rape her as well. That's what she said later on in life. Nobody knows if that's true or not. He was an alcoholic that um, always had booze with him everywhere he went. Like, he even had, like, the road beers in the car. Like, he just always had, well, not beers. He was a wino. Oh, um, goodness. Yeah, it was said he drank three bottles of wine every single day. Her Only three? Only three. Only I know. Three. that. Well, that's what I, I mean, not to. That's a goddamn quitter's attitude. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not to say, you know, but three three <laughs> bottles of wine. If you're used to it, I mean... I don't know, but what percentage of alcohol are you getting into? I'm not sure. Um, Her grandmother was also, like, a raging alcoholic, so she's getting raised by two alcoholics. Two full winos? Yeah. So, Aileen and Keith would run away every chance that they got. Aileen and Keith would run away at every chance that they got. Aileen had started... Aileen. Aileen had started going by Lee... And by the age of 11, she discovered that she could, unfortunately, use sex to get anything that she wanted. Anything. Anything. Whether it was money mm-hmm. or cigarettes, cigarettes booze. booze, food, doesn't matter. Mm. It's like a fucking scene out of Donahue. <sighs> there was even a local pedophile that she sold sex to. Can I just stop right there? Sure. In everything that I've watched and read. Why are you like, listened. everybody's like, there's just this local, local pedophile. pedophile. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, fucking, whatever, you know, just, you know, the, the 11 year olds, <laughs> they get their fucking toys from him. It's totally okay. Yeah, I'm glad that you knew where I was going with that. Because yeah. I can't, like, everything I listened to said the local pedophile. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> I like, is this okay? Is this an okay thing why in Michigan? Because it's so fucked up. Like, we just have a local pedophile running yeah. around. It's like a local stray dog. Everybody feeds it a... <laughs> oh, Lord. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Why did you think that out loud? <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel. It's For like a real. local stray dog. And people just feed it randomly? Or, like, uh, everybody's, yeah, like, like every... hunky-dory about it? Yeah, everybody knows. And They're did like, oh. she know? So she's like, I'm a young... You know, I'm young. Oh, fucking local I can pedophile. Go, Okie dokie. He'll pay me for it. I can get what I want. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. Ugh. Jesus Christ. In later interviews, she said that she had slept with her brother, but his friends say this was untrue. But, like, his friends are going to know, so who knows? But I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. She says a lot of shit. As many we find th- out. M- many things come mm-hmm. out of this woman's mouth. When she was 14, she got pregnant. Some say the father was Keith, but it is really unknown as to who actually fathered the child. There's yeah, lots of different rumors. Yeah, there was a lot of different. lot of rumors that Even people were like, oh, it was the local, was the your local, local pedophile. neighborhood pedophile. Ew. 
Yeah. Can, can we fuck? Can we stop calling him the local pedophile? I can't. Like that's. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I can't stop the like, town pedo. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I keep, I keep laughing, and people are going to be like, You're "No, a it's dirt an bag, awkward laugh." Like, it's like, why do we do this? Why? I don't know. Um, we had actually even read that she later said that an older man had raped her, and that's how she got pregnant. Like an older neighbor fella, right? And I don't know what's to say that that's actually accurate either. But I bet she doesn't know because she's selling herself to well, I mean, anybody and everybody. One mm-hmm. here, 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 here. Yeah, it's hard to. Pin one down. Yeah. Um, her grandfather disowned her when she got pregnant. He wouldn't let her enroll in school because of it. Her and her grandparents decided to put the baby up for adoption, which was, let's face it. Oh, my God. Yes. That was a fucking blessing. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way that grandparents or her should raise. No. And the grandparents are like, we're not raising a third generation. No. Nope. I, I don't. I don't blame them, but it was actually better for the baby, I think. In my, oh, in yes, my personal opinion. Because these opinion. people were shit. I mean, Sorry, but they on. were. She was taken to Detroit and left at the Florence Critton, Crittenton, excuse me, Florence Crittenton Maternity Home. It's no surprise that <laughs> she was a total shithead there. She didn't get along with anybody and she didn't do anything she was supposed to. I think she probably already had developed that, like, um, what is it? The fuck authority? Mm-hmm. What do they call that? I don't know, but I know what you mean. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, can, do you imagine her as a pregnant woman? Like most pregnant women, teenagers are so cute. And then, yeah, she's giving you those <laughs> fucking crazy, crazy eyes. eyes. She gave birth to a baby boy March 23rd. 23rd. Have you ever been on March 23rd? Nope. <laughs> March 23rd of 1971. She named him Keith. Weird. Oh, that's mm, tad bit creep. Is it after your dad, the dad, or the uh, brother, oh, wait, the wait, brother wait, wait. dad? We don't know. <laughs> Uncle okay. Daddy. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. <laughs> I said it. <clears throat> he was taken from from her, and Im- <laughs> he was immediately put up for adoption. Yes. Which I know why they do that. Yeah. I actually watched an entire documentary about that, where if you leave a baby with a mom for too long, they actually bond, mm-hmm. and so they'll yank a newborn and be like, no, no. Yeah, I don't think she even saw him. I think they I think it was took like her out, yep. took him out. Like maybe she got a glimpse of him, but yeah. it was she didn't get to hold him. Mm-mm. She didn't get to say goodbye. It was like a yank, a snip, and fucking bye. And as detached as she was, I bet she didn't give a fuck. She probably didn't want to see him, or maybe she did. Maybe she was hoping for that love, like a lot of young kids that get pregnant. They want that love and the unconditional love of a child, right? And so I, I don't, don't know. know. Hard to say. Lee was now 15, and on July 7th, that same year, her grandmother passed away. It was said that she died of liver failure, but she was also covered in bruises. So, but, because I'm hashtag Team Bruiseasy. <laughs> you can say what you're going to say, and then I'll follow you up. It, it could have been getting her ass kicked. It could have been anemia. It could have been even cancer. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I wrote this in here, but I'm going to say it. Um, her... Her daughter, Diane, who was Eileen's mother, birth mother, mother, birth mother, said that she's 
through her life, she watched her mom fall down because she was an alcoholic all through. She would see her fall down and get hurt, and she'd have bruises and stuff from Fucking amateur. falling. Yeah, the fuck is falling down all the time? Right, right down the stairs. God. Ass up first. <laughs> <laughs> but she said these bruises that she had on her when she died were totally different than the bruises that she had just from falling down. So it's suspected it, to me. I think that there could have been a little ass kicking to go with it. Or she got one before she died. We don't know. And it's, well, and it's hard to say because one of the, um, I actually just read this, that people that bruise all the time, they say that that could be a sign of specific cancers. Really? Mm-hmm. And so depending on what they look like, how old they were, what kind of blood was clotting up underneath them, was she taking a fucking fist? Or was her body just fucked up? Well, and here we're in, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. And well, so they didn't have that technology like we have to, now. I know, because now we just walk through a fucking scanner and they're like, Right. Hey, have this. Yeah. <laughs> Get on WebMD. It'll tell you. Oh, I'm, I'm dying soon, just so you know. We need I, to plan my funeral. I have two I, weeks. I don't know if you know, but I have Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Everybody does. <laughs> um, Lee and Keith were obviously heartbroken because that was considered their mother. Mm-hmm. Now, their real mom showed back up to the funeral mm-hmm. and had offered to let them come back and live with her. When, But when they found out that they wouldn't be able to. To, to do whatever they want. Well. They wanted to smoke pot and all that other shit in their house. Then she was like, no, you can't come. And they were like, fuck it. Then we don't want to live with you. Yeah, fuck you. We're out. Oh, you mean I can't just act like a crazy fucking some Lord of the Flies shit? Well, fuck it. You have actual rules? Nah, we're uh, out. Fuck, nope. So Keith joined the army and Lee started living in the nearby woods and started going to school since she hadn't been allowed to do so previously due to her pregnancy. Yeah, because grandpa said was no like, school. Nope. Yeah. And I, why did they do that? Like, was it a shame thing? Yeah, was they were like, so embarrassed that they were just ashamed that she would do that. And no, like, this happened to my grandma's sister. Oh, really? Um, yeah. She got pregnant at a young age and they sent her off to have the baby. But then they brought her back and she, it fucked her up so bad because I think she wanted to have the baby and keep it. She never got married to the date. She's still alive and she's old and single still. Oh, I don't I don't know if she ever got married. I can't remember. But yeah, they shipped her off, had the baby, brought her back and then she, like it just fucked her up so bad. She's like I'm never never going to have kids. So she made herself a little shelter out in the woods that she shared with a young man who was gay and had been kicked out by his family because this is back before that was like accepted. anybody like mm-hmm. accepted their children. Yeah. Uh, while she lived in the woods, she was obviously still selling sex for money. And if she was lucky, she was lucky she'd be able to go stay in a hotel for the night, get showered, get cleaned up, and sleep in a warm bed. She was still going to school at this time on her own will, which, in my opinion, it was that a says warm a lot. place. Yeah, and it was a warm place. She got lunch, like you know, she was around people. Uh-huh. She got attention. Yeah, and not the dirty pulled of the whole kind. Yeah. So she finally dropped out of school, though, and I think it was because she got in a fight with the principal and was like, fuck you, I'm out. Um, she was staying with a friend named Dawn. I don't think Dawn knew what Lee did at this point. They said that she would just leave and come back and be all cleaned up. That They knew she didn't have um, any friends or anywhere to go, so they were like, what? 
Where are you going? What's going on? They think they pieced it together. Right. Uh, Since neither one of them went to school, they decided to start hitchhiking. By now, Dawn had figured it out that she was a prostitute, but never asked her about it. They lived like this for years. Lee was nuts. She would always freak out on people for weird things and go completely fucking crazy. She had some mental health issues. Definitely. Definitely. That's just my armchair diagnosis. Mine too. On May 27th of 1974, she was arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado for disorderly conduct, uh, driving under the influence and prohibited use of a firearm. She had fired a 22 pistol from a moving vehicle and was later charged with failure to appear. Uh, At this point, she was going by the name of Sandra Beatrice Kretsch. 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 Okay. Shamshing. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Words. <laughs> By the time she was 18, she hitchhiked to Florida. There she met a rich, much older man that she married. She would beat him with his cane when she got mad at him, and it was usually because he wouldn't give her more money or whatever the fuck she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. so crazy i can't get over she really, it and if you watch the documentaries oh you God. can see the fucking crazy in her eyes i was gonna call it this episode s- it seeps through her fucking pores yeah i was gonna call this episode the life and death of her eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> but i was that's like no that's up. mean because she had eyebrows they weren't pretty but she had some but by the time she died there were, there, were, none. there were none left. No. And she's blonde, so... Shortly after they were married, her brother Keith died from throat cancer. The couple traveled to Michigan for that for the funeral. On July 6th... No. <laughs> no. Oh. On July 14th of 1976, while they were in Michigan, she was in a bar hustling for drinks and whatever else she wanted. She was playing pool and yelling at, like, anybody that she was playing against, calling them, like, a motherfucker and being... Just being Just her normal crazy self. Acting like Angel after three hand grenades? Oh, I don't even think... No. <laughs> no. I've never even seen you halfway this crazy. N- not even a quarter. <laughs> even I, when you're at your best pissed offness. <laughs> I don't know. I did try to fight a fucking security guard. I know. So. <laughs> I was like, I, I have a good place here, hey, so I hope you know you're what? good. You're married, and so this is your husband's problem now. Yeah. I'm going to stay here in my <laughs> front <you>. row. <laughs> I know. Did you see when he came back down? The security guard came oh, back yeah. down and was like, get a fucking handle on her. And I'm like... And I turned around to say some shit, and Spencer grabbed my face and was like, not another fucking word. And then you took off to leave, and Spencer followed you, and I'm like, I, I'm staying here. I'm right here. Yeah, he's, I'll be here when he's you... got it. When you get her under control... I know where the car is. I know where your brother is. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. But for real, fuck that security guard. <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, they also noticed that she had a twenty two revolver in her purse, so people were getting a little bit scared by this crazy bitch that's like well, you've screaming got a at everyone firearm in your yeah with a gun in her purse right the owner of the bar got sick of it and in the book they said the bar was like a quote kick-ass bar finger quote it was a fucking roadhouse yeah so meaning like if you're a douche they're gonna kick your ass and kick you out and so he got sick of her went over to gather the pool balls and tell her the pool table was closed while he was doing that she picks up the cue ball chucks it at him as hard as she fucking can it embedded into the wall good toss good toss she should have been a fucking pro athlete god jesus instead of a pro psycho (laughs) (laughs) yeah could have been in softball 
Mm-hmm. Could have been a fucking fast pitcher. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting arrested for making a disturbance of the peace and for simple assault. Now, fugitive warrants out of Troy Police Department for consuming alcohol in a vehicle, unlawful use of driver's license, and no operator, operator, operator's license in Michigan. These are all the things that she just got nabbed for. Her husband dropped her bail money off at the jail <laughs> the next morning and went back to Florida. Like, here, you get out. <laughs> But I'm leaving. But I'm leaving. And I got a restraining order waiting for you. Because that's exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. So he goes back to Florida, gets a restraining order against her, and then the marriage was annulled about a month later. And she would tell people that he beat her with the cane because that's what kind of person she is. I'm just... Mental... Mm -hmm. Mental illness. Going back to Keith's death, he passed away on July 17th of 1976. He got cancer while in the military... And Lee got a $10,000 life insurance policy from his death. So I'm sure it was like the accidental death and dismemberment yeah. type thing. Yeah, because she had to. he had to share it between his lawful siblings. Right. So it there some went to like his, what would actually technically be his aunts and uncles and his mom. Right. But it was, yeah, whatever. A little different. Yeah. So for her chunk, she got 10000 She was completely devastated when her brother passed. Of course, because well, that was lady, her rock. I mean, that was the only... Yes. Yish. Yish. Her granddad had actually killed himself with gas inhalation, like exhaust fumes. Yeah, and I couldn't find a date on that, so I'm not exactly sure when it happened. I don't know either. However, it wasn't hard for her to blow through the money that she had that she got from Keith's death. She got a brand new Pontiac Grand Prix that she later slammed into a telephone pole. She was broke again in less than two months. Two months later, later, ten grand, fucking peace In the out. Se- was it the seventies? Yeah, seventies. Seventies. Well, late seventies, early eighties. I mean, that's a lot but, of fucking. That's a lot of money now. That's a lot of money for us now. Yeah, and, ten grand, and from going to living off like minimal shit to blowing ten grand. Yeah, dude, that's a shit ton of money. So she had gone to South Florida where she drifted for the next decade and she was working on the exit ramps in Florida. You like oranges? Yes. Florida oranges? You want my oranges? You like really juicy like your oranges? Want to shake, shake your trees? <laughs> but she's not the oranges. Really like <laughs> your oranges. But she would go from like exit ramp to exit ramp. She'd like, I don't know if she was giving road blowies or what, but... It's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. So, in 1978, she shot herself in the stomach with a 22 pistol. She was taken to the hospital where she received medical attention, but didn't get any counseling. So, what prompts a young lady to shoot herself in the stomach with a 22 pistol? God knows. God knows. Hmm. But they then, didn't care. Sorry. Uh, no, they obviously, they didn't care enough to be like hey are you okay they were just like here let me patch up this bullet hole and send you on your fucking merry way then in may um on the 20th of 1981 she was arrested in edgewater florida for armed robbery of a magic market (laughs) and all she was wearing was a bikini she was convicted of robbery with a weapon she just like storms in all willy fucking nilly (laughs) hands up (laughs) In a kini. <laughs> yeah. Just 
Do you think she was already in her bikini and it was like, oh shit, I need some stuff? I don't know, but her jiggle jangle was jiggle a jangling everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Erwer. Erwer. <laughs> she. <laughs> the bikini killer. I know. Good lord. She got charged with armed robbery and ended up going to Florida State Correctional Facility May 4th from 1982 to 1983, and she got out June 30th in 83. However, I feel like there was conflicting information because that said it was just over a year but i read it was two and a half years it's in the same book i know that's the problem in a lot of things you'll get that in a lot of books and especially if you like are reading a book and watching a documentary yeah so you try to get as accurate 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 as you can but you're getting conflicting info in the same book you're like (laughs) what the hell yeah May 1st, 1984, less than one year after getting released from prison, she was arrested in Monroe County, Florida, for attempting to pass forged checks at the Barnett Bank in Key West, Florida. November 30th, 1985, there was an offense report on theft of a Webley 38 caliber revolver. Why did I say that like that? Caliber. <clears throat> caliber. Revolver. <laughs> You wanted to make sure that we knew. (laughs) (laughs) And ammo uh, from a pickup truck at a local bar. And she was going by the name at that time as Lori Grody. Yes. Why would you call yourself Lori Grody? I don't know. Some of the names I'm like, do you think, some of the names I'm wondering if she saw them and stole them. Or potentially. If she made them up. Because some of them, they're like. like, hmm. Lori Grody? Yeah. Grody. Grody. (laughs) Um, December 11th, 1985, she was arrested by Highway patrol in florida for driving without a valid driver's license and she was going by the name Lori grody yet again Again. but she had changed the spelling on this one i think that was just me oh was it you Uh uh-huh was it you i think it was me oh it was you i can't spell i can't spell things the same twice it's my dick in a box (laughs) (laughs) on january 4th of 1986 she was arrested using her real name in miami florida for grand theft auto resisting arrest without violence and obstruction by false information like she didn't choose to go by her real name but i'll tell you why uh, she had stolen a 1985 Chevy Blazer, and when she was pulled over, she said she left her wallet at the store and asked if she could leave. She told the <laughs> officer that her name was Lori Grody. <laughs> I wish that would work. Hey, right? I know that I'm in trouble right now, but it'd can be really I, swell yeah. if I could just bail and go get my shit. Yeah, can I go back and get my wallet? Yes. I'll be right back, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) They had her get out of the car, and she kept asking if she could go get something out of the car, and they said no. She then tried to run away and get into a nearby car on the road that was stopped. She, like, jumps in, and she's like, go! And they're like, no. I don't think so. (laughs) And so they pull her out, um, grab. they, like, drag her out of the car, handcuffed her, read her her rights, and they found a stolen thirty-eight in the stolen vehicle. Oh, go fucking weird. Weird. <laughs> On June 2nd of 1986, she was arrested again for stealing a vehicle as Lori Grody. She was in an argument with a park ranger. They ended up both getting arrested. And <laughs> <laughs> the 22 Mary. was in the stolen vehicle this time. Um, in the summer of 1986, she met a 24-year-old woman named Tyria, I believe, Moore, at a gay bar in Daytona called 
Zodiac. It was the name of the bar was Zodiac. Interesting. Yeesh. They became lovers that night and not and moved in together not long after. Um, their relationship was like hot and heavy at the beginning because it was like a whole new world for well, Lee. Yeah. It was like because because she associated men with. A job, I would imagine. And so then she had feelings for this woman, and it was like a, an actual relationship, but you know, by then. Uh, Lee encouraged Tyra to quit her job as a motel maid and told her she would take, she would support them with the money she made from prostitution. That's such a weird thing. That's a, that's a, a weird, a weird Don't setup. Don't work an actual job. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Sex work is not an actual job, but, like, why wouldn't you want to go get a job? Like, why wouldn't you want to go get a job and not have people inside of you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, she ended up quitting, and they would go live anywhere from friends' apart- or friends apartments, abandoned trailers, motel rooms, outdoors. Like, they just laundered as... Lee did for most of her, to all of her adult life. Uh, when, as I said before, when Lee met, first met Ty, it was super passionate. A, a Lee felt like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Lee felt like sex with her gave her something that sex with men didn't. However, after time, the sex became rare and they were more like friends than lovers. So they were like partners that like hugged and kissed like they were in that kind of a relationship, but... More just friends than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty was happy with her life, but feared for Lee because of her line of work. Lee was carrying a twenty-two pistol with her for her protection because clearly it's not the safest line of work. Mm-mm. She was arrested a few more times between 1986 and 1988. Uh, July 4th, 1987, she was arrested for assault and battery with a beer bottle in Daytona Beach. She was going by Susan Blahovec. See, this is why I'm wondering, did she uh, did make she, that like, up or did, did she, she grab it? that from somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tina Moore and Henry Martin were also involved. There wasn't a whole lot of information on all these arrests, so I was just trying to put in so we could see what kind of a weirdo she was. Just, Blah. <laughs> yeah. Blah. Blah. Is that like the noise she made when she threw up after a bad night? <laughs> I or? don't know. <laughs> December 18th, 1987. Florida Highway Patrol cited her as Susan again for walking on the interstate, possession of a suspended driver's license, failure to notify chains of ad- and failure to notify chains of address. She later sent threatening letters to the clerk, like because she was so <laughs> hey, pissed off. Look, bitch, I am not coming in here. Like, why are you charging me? I was just walking on the I interstate. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't whatever know what she was saying. So Lee and Ty both got charged with criminal mischief for tearing the carpet out of their apartment and painting the walls brown in 1988. And this took place July 23rd. <laughs> what the fuck? You just saw random <laughs> tearing the fucking carpet out. <laughs> fuck you. We'll right. do what we want. This I've is my there. first place. I'm going to tear your carpet out. Brown walls. Yeah. Brown. And she did, like neither one of them looked like the kind that would really have a pretty home if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> more like a hoarder's life i don't know uh, maybe a i'm fucking judging den of shit yeah uh may, maybe you are being a little judgy but that's okay because i, I do it too whatever yeah sorry sorry lady sorry 
By the fall of 1989, the life that she had lived caught up with her. She was no longer a young, attractive blonde. She was turning tricks, same old hustle, just they weren't working for her anymore, and it was putting a strain on her and Ty's relationship. Ty started working here and there, and Eileen was afraid that she would leave her, so, because she was like, oh, you don't need me anymore. Yeah, don't leave me. (laughs) Right. And that was... That was a person that she had that was her own, and she wanted to keep it. Mine. 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 No, you can't have it. No, not yours. So the pressure made her go crazy. So she had to figure out something else, like some other way to get money. On December 13th of 1989, three men were looking for scrap metal in the woods in northwest Daytona Beach in Florida. While they were wandering around... There was a black vulture flying around, feeding on something. Dum, dum, dum. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. They could also... Also. They could also smell the decaying body of some sort, but they figured it was just a dead deer or something like that. You know when you drive up next to the Mm -hmm. big bloated, like, nasty aminal? Oh, dude. There was one on the road coming home. Yeah. That, like, it was so big that it was about ready to pop. And you know that hot... Garbage gut smell. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought of when, yeah, Ugh. with this. It was like that poor little deer, its legs were literally like on opposite so sides of it. Like, yeah, it was oh. it was rough. Um, They went over to a dirty carpet runner where the, the vulture was feeding and they found a blackened human hand sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. They were obviously totally shocked by what they had found and they called the police. So, Larry Horzeppa, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office Major Case Unit. <laughs> so hard to pronounce these names correctly. And could you imagine and trying like, to like say that when you're calling people? Hello, um, this I'm is Larry, <laughs> Larry Horzeppa from the Volusia County Sheriff's <laughs> Office Major Case Unit Investigation. So many fucking words. <laughs> so, good God. Larry Horzeppa. He was, <laughs> now I've, I'm going to have the giggles. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office Major Crime Unit Investigator showed up 20 minutes after receiving the call and took the statements from the three men. However, when he arrived, he thought he already knew who their John Doe was because 12 days before that, they had received a call about an abandoned 1977 Cadillac. So, moving, yes. moving forward. When the DMV ran the plates, they found out that it belonged to a 51-year-old Nam. Nam. Nama. Nama. No. Man. (laughs) Or that. They found that it belonged to a 51-year-old man by the name of Richard Mallory. There were no keys in the car, and the scattered wallet, some papers, a couple of plastic cups, half a bottle of vodka, some condoms, just, like, miscellaneous weird shit. Next. I mean, it sounded like a good time. It it does. (laughs) I mean, Scattered wallet, <laughs> vodka, condoms. Not unlike us, minus the condoms after a night together. Not together, but... <laughs> we don't have to use condoms. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looked like somebody had attempted to bury him. 
and didn't get to quite ah, fuck finish, it. finish the job. <laughs> like, ah, just kick some fucking dirt on it. Let's be done. Let's go back for those condoms and the vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Who leaves the vodka? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Shit. Quitters. Amateurs. Quitters. Quitters. We are amateurs. This is the story of the quitters. <laughs> fucking for real. Amateurs, amateurs and quitters. Goddamn amateurs. Fuck. Falling down and shit. Yeah. God. Fuck. Losers. <laughs> Do you have your exit buddy? <laughs> <laughs> the police. <laughs> if you're fucking falling down, your friends suck. No shit. <laughs> if your friend's not falling down with you. <laughs> your friends are shit. Yes. <laughs> the police tried to locate Mallory after they found his car and his belongings. He was listed as a, as a missing person. However, at the time, their unit had five murders, and each investigator was handling about 10 sex crimes, like, each of them. That's a lot. Uh, Most of them involving children. So they had a full plate at the time. Once the crime scene specialist showed up to where the body was, they were finally going to lift the carpet to see the body. When they lifted the carpet, steam came out of the decomposing body. Whenever we go and have Brazilians... That's what I'm going to call it. Lifting the carpet. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Who <laughs> bit your head? Chucky. Fucking Chucky. Um, the smell was absolutely mm. horrible. And, okay, this was December in Florida. They said it was like 15 degrees. So, to people in Florida, that's really fucking cold. So, they're freezing and then they get this warm body... Uh, Anyway, the smell was horrible. There were cardboard pieces covering the chest and the hips. The body was facing the east and the feet to the west. It was face down with the left arm up under like the chest. Portions of the neck and head were decomposed and there was no hair on this hair or skin on the skull. And I think that was from animals picking at it because it was sticking out of the carpet probably. When they moved the body, the the head and neck were still intact, but the bottom jaw dislodged and dentures fell out. From the collarbone up, it was just black decay, and they decided that he had bled from the, uh, from the upper chest up because that's where the bugs were, and bugs follow blood. I'm surprised that he was that far, like, decayed in that cold of weather. Yeah, and for me, and maybe it wasn't that cold all of the days. It just feels like 15 degrees in fucking Florida is quite chilly. Yeah, and it was 12 days is what we figured from. Okay, maybe, maybe it would be. It could have been. The investigator said at this point that they were 90% sure that this was in fact Richard Mallory. They were actually hoping it was him in a way because their workload was already so huge. They didn't want to add another case because he's a missing person. So now instead of having a missing person and a murder, they solved the missing persons. Now they just have a murder. So either way, they, you know, that one just stayed on their workload. They decided to take the prints the next day at the autopsy because it was so cold to them, <laughs> which is tropical to us in the winter. We're right. in flip flops at fifteen degree weather, we're but like, dude, in, if it's if it's st- even if it's twenty below, yeah, we're uh, like, oh, you just need a light jacket, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> maybe a hoodie. I don't know. Uh, the next morning, Larry Horazepa was trying to get everything he could on Richard Mallory. He he'd been arrested for drunk driving previously, so they had his fingerprints on file. 
The autopsy showed that he was shot three times with a 22 caliber gun. The first shot went in through the right arm and lodged against his rib by his armpit. The second bullet went through the right side of his chest, and the third one was just below his left nipple. The coroner said the first bullet in the arm didn't do much damage to anything, but the other two tore his lungs, causing them to collapse. They said it would have taken him anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes to die and because he was struggling to breathe, so he probably drowned with, the, you know. Mm-hmm. His death was obviously ruled as a homicide. You think? Yeah. Oh, yes. You think? Now, getting the fingerprints was a little harder than they thought it would be. (laughs) You don't fucking say. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's all gooey. After 12 days. (laughs) The corner. Oh, okay. You're going to get a little gaggy here. I know. Just a warning. This is a gaggy part. I did. So the corner actually had to remove his hands. He put them in heat-sealed bags. (laughs) To keep the smell contained and put them in a cooler and then sent them off to the lab uh, in Orlando. And the... Yeah. yeah, the one of the, the crime scene dude drove them there so they could do it that day. I forgot to I forgot to put that in there. I didn't add yeah, that. That person's a fucking champion. Yes. They had a match. It was Richard Mallory. They had returned the hands so they could reattach them to the body so that he could be... Re- <laughs> Sorry, why am I laughing? Because Released to the funeral home. Yeah, they had to like. That's Re- why he drove them. them. Yeah. Dude, it's like the um, God in Evil Genius when they cut the head off the dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So they can get the collar. Yeah. So they can what get the, the fuck, fucking collar man? off of it. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a full fucking series on that TV show. Yeah, I sat there and stared. I was like, "What, what in the, the actual fuck? dude?" Fuck? When it showed the video. Of the explosion. Of the explosion. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, did they really just fucking put that in a yeah. Netflix? Like, it took my fucking breath away. Yeah, that afternoon was, like, meant to be writing this episode. And instead, I watched oh, Evil Genius, all of it. Oh, God. I'm still not done because I only watch it with Spencer. And oh, so I have to wait for him yeah. to get home. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it all in one fucking day. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Dude, that poor guy. I know. Wait, when when we're done, we'll talk about it right. because I have questions. I like I legit teared up and had to fucking pause it and go like smoke when he was like, "I'm not serious. It's gonna go off. I'm not lying." Oh. And then tick 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 boom. I was like, "Holy shit!" All right. On the way back, the crime scene investigator that had taken the hands to Orlando got pulled over. He told the state trooper. <laughs> that he had to get the stinky hands back to Daytona, and the trooper let him go on his I way. I think that he showed him to the trooper and was, was like, like, hey, man, I don't want yeah. this in my fucking car. And Because he opened the cooler, because they weren't heat-sealed anymore. Oh, no. They were, they were just, just in had, the cooler. Like, just on ice. Like, I got to get these nasty so, fuckers yeah. back. So he, like, opened it, and the this trooper got this whiff, and he's like, just, uh, just go. Fuck <laughs> it. Roll out. I will give you a fucking escort. <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I gotta get these stinky fucking... Fi- <laughs> nope. I gotta get the stinky fingers back to Daytona. Uh-huh. Uh, the more they investigated, the more they realized that it was gonna be hard because to find out who had actually killed him, they found out he was clearly paranoid because he had changed the locks on his part- apartment like 10 times in three, three years. years. Or like multiple locks? 
Like that shit you see in like apartments in right where there's New like York, fifteen there's different like, yeah. locks. You've got the chain lock. Uh-huh. You got twisty locks. You got a padlock. Yeah. Like you have to do fucking rock paper scissors. <laughs> sacrifice a virgin to get the fucking door to open. get in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They've. <laughs> they found out that he didn't have friends and that he was super into porn, titty bars, big tipper, heavy drinker. Yep. I yep. mean. He doesn't sound like a bad friend. No. Less the porn thing. I mean, yeah. what kind of porn are you looking at? I don't know. I don't think it was... I like, mean, if it's Sailor Moon porn, we can... Like, yeah. we have something... Some fucking hentai. Yeah, I some think... Some <laughs> <laughs> We can get in some gangster shit together. <laughs> he had been married five times and just broke up with it five Five? And he times. was 50. That's a lot of... That's a lot of commitment right there. And broken I think, commitment. I think my stepdad's on, I think my mom is number six or seven. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. But they've been married for a long, long time. Mm, 21 years? Yeah. Yeah, he piled through some fucking wives. Damn. Yeah, dude. Anyway, he had been married five times and just broke up with his girlfriend. They didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot of, like, possibilities, leads, that kind of thing. A lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. But they didn't have any not leads. A, not any leads. Uh, they, they think... Well, they thought, they thought whoever killed him took his car to Ormond and left it there in broad daylight on December 1st because it was found around 3.15 p.m. He owned Mallory Electronics and was known to go on benders here and there and not show up to a shop. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, he fucking owned it. It wasn't a big deal when he didn't show up to work. And so they didn't really realize he was missing until they found his fucking car, like, ditched. Yeah, they said... Because he's going to go fucking binge drinking yeah exactly how the fuck would they even know there was like one i from what i gathered there was like one employee which was the secretary that she worked steady so he would get a whole bunch of shit that needed to be fixed because that's what i think he did there he would have a whole backlog of stuff that needed fixed he would hire people get everything fixed and then fire everybody and then like and then fucking disappear yeah wash rinse repeat whatever you know i don't know rinse Wash, rinse, re- rinse, and repeat. I don't know. I, Wash, rinse, I was repeat. trying to say something witty, a little witty. Witty. I my fucked s- it all up. My safe word will be whiskey. Wh- whiskey. Whiskey. Why are you <laughs> saying it that way? Why am I saying wh- what the what, what way? way? <laughs> Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? <laughs> yes. And so, so it wasn't whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably on a bender timer. They thought that he was getting ready to go on a bender, so they didn't. Well, the the investigators didn't think that there was any foul play when they were, like, looking at the shop. They didn't find anything. Mm-mm. There wasn't, like, blood splatter. There wasn't, like, bullet holes in the wall. He was in debt pretty bad, and according to his according to his employee. So I'm assuming that... That since, was the secretary, yeah. Yeah. Um, they also found out from another employee that he would take off on these strange road trips, which I'm assuming... Assuming. Assuming. Let me assume some things. Yes. <laughs> that those were his benders. Yeah. Or if he was out poking and smoking. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> what? Poking and smoking. You, you like a poke? Oh, you, you like a smoke? Any man who doesn't cheat for, for a, a poke doesn't, doesn't want, want it bad one, enough. Bad one. Bad enough. <laughs> bad one. Bad one. <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll even take a bad one. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> But the employee also told them that if he did pick one up, talking about hitchhikers, because apparently he was prone to this. Yes. The police said that he 
picked up hitchhikers. The employee said that if he did pick one up, it would have to be a woman. Yes, because it was usually a prostitute that he was picking up. Right. They ran a story in the newspaper and got a few leads, but nothing special and nothing that was substantial. Mm Mm-mm. On the 23rd of January, they went to his apartment and started calling phone numbers that they had found. Yes. Could you imagine? Could you? I would love to be that fucking person. Yeah. Just like randomly grab the the notepad that's sitting on the side table and be like, let's call, hello. Have you seen this man? Do you know this man? They found a number at his apartment for a woman named Kimberly Guy that went by the name of Danielle. She was a dancer at the 2001 Odyssey Strip Club. That My Mallory... name is Kimberly. Yes. Call me Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> what? All right. All right. Sorry. Just stage name. Um, the This is the 2001 Odyssey Strip Club that Mallory often went to. They When they called the number, they got a cab, cab driver... Of course they did. Why yeah. fucking wouldn't they? Yeah. Strippers and cabbies. Yeah. Woohoo. And he gave them her actual address, so they went to her house and talked to her. She told them that she had been with Mallory the night before he was murdered. She said that he had wanted her to, quote, finger quote, finger date. Yeah, date him. And that's um, what I'm going to start calling it when I molest my husband. Do you want to go? Do you, you want, want to, to date? Do you want to date? Would you like to date? You um, date? But she didn't want to. And obviously, by date, it meant have sex for money. She told him that she was gay and she refused, which she really was gay. She lived with her girlfriend, but, and she really did bang people for money, but she didn't want to bang him for money. I, so. She was like, no. A 51-year-old, he probably smelled like cheese, like... And... Not the good cheese. (laughs) No, not the dick cheese. (laughs) Not the good cheese. No. And they said that when they went to her house, like, they were like, she does really well for a dancer. So she could pick and choose. I don't think she was, like... Hard up. Yeah, like Lee, who would just take whatever, whatever, threw money at her. 20 bucks for... Yeah. Anything. Any hole. $20 any hole. (laughs) Five minute. (laughs) Oh, that was horrible. That was pretty bad. I even shocked myself with that one. (laughs) You grabbed your forehead and shocked. You're like, oh, God. You have to leave that in. $5 any hole. Oh, shit. Anyway. (laughs) You want to rub it in my ear? Little pink eye? Five minute. Five minute. Per hole. (laughs) Twenty dollar. Why are we asshole? <laughs> we are awful. You're going to hell. I am. Sorry. <laughs> I, I am. I'll be there with you. With you. <laughs> with you. I'm getting the fast pass then. Yes. <laughs> he ended up offering her a TV and a VCR for a lap dance at his shop. Not sketchy at all. He gave her fifty dollars cash, and her and Why another the fuck girl am I laughing because this is horrible. It's the dark humor. Oh, my God. This is the uncomfortable. I got a VCR with your name on it, baby. Right? And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. around this pole. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Well, she didn't want to do that. Right. But her and another girl named Chastity went back to the shop with them. She gave them a lap dance. Or she gave him a lap dance. And then Chastity had sex with him. And so I'm sure he paid Chastity for the sex. He dropped da- Danielle, Kimberly, whatever we call her, off first. 
and set up her new TV and VCR, and then him and Chastity left. And they At were, least he was kind enough to set up her new I shit. I guess. They were in his maroon van that he had for work at that point. Uh, they asked her if she had seen Chastity since then, and she said no, but they could go check with the club. The investigators took pictures of Danielle and her of of her and the VCR and the TV for evidence or whatever. I guess that he installed that he had installed he at least nice left. enough to install it. Yeah, they're like, can we take pictures of the TV and VCR and you? She's like, all right, okay. <laughs> At this point, they had probably an old RCA ad somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, they figured that it was more than likely a woman that had killed him. And so they were on the search for chastity. And now that's where we're going to leave you. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. That's all you get. That's all you get. That's all you get. Uh-huh. Next mm-hmm. week. We'll go on the search for chastity and not the belts. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are interested, you can go to the purple lotus online.com. Use the code deadpod 15 and get 15% off your orders. It does not include CBD oil. It's for bath bombs only bath bombs only. You can get the body form, but body form. I don't know what just happened. Did you just try to tell it? Did you go to Joyzy? <laughs> Joyzy? The body form. That's how it, that's that's the voice I have for Vin. Yeah, the body form. The body form. Body form. I listened to his podcast yesterday in the bath. I actually. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh Vin. Sounds, that, I was listening geez, to your ben. voice while I was, I was in the bath. Listening to it in the bathtub. <laughs> it sounds dirty when you it say really it like does. that. Gosh. I just got awkward. I, actually, I feel so awkward right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just made that fucking weird. <laughs> so bath bombs, body farm, sweet sticky murder. Yes. And the bloodbath. Yes. Yeah. Uh, check out the bleak shop for your serial killer. Nope. We did that we at the did beginning. I did this last episode too. Like <laughs> you can you get your, all the shout outs. Sorry. Jesus. You're fine. You can get your merch at colormedeadpod.threadless.com or go to redbubble.com slash people slash colormedeadpod. Get your shirts. Get your stickers. Get your bath towels. Get your blankets. Get all your shit. My get your shit. My favorite blanket comes from there. The Sherpa blanket with our logo on it. I know. My favorite blanket. My favorite. I take it everywhere. Uh, I even took it. I, yeah, I even took I it to surgery. I've taken it on airplanes. You should get one. New whoopie. We should get you one. Check us out on social media. We have Facebook. It's Color Me Dead podcast. We have the Facebook group, which is Color Me Dead, Dead group. Pro- yeah, the Color Me Dead group. <laughs> uh, Instagram and Twitter. What are we on Instagram? You know this. Uh, Color Me Dead podcast. And then on Twitter, we are Color Me Dead pod. Sweet. And if you want to stalk Nikki. You can get, you can, you can get me. <laughs> you can follow me at gory underscore Nikki on Instagram or at Entune on Twitter. T-N-T-O-O-N-E. Yeesh. Yeesh that. Entune. 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 And so maybe. Oh. Maybe not accept TVs and VCRs for sex. And And stay stay out out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.